Good evening, everybody. Tonight, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to um, talk for maybe like five or, or ten minutes here conceptually. And then uh, we're going to read a couple of reports from uh, two men that we support, some recent reports, one from um, Willie Raphael and then the other from Gary Henry. And after we've read those reports, we're then going to take time to specifically pray for those men and the ministry that they've got going on. And then after that, we're going to pass out uh, some pieces of paper and everybody needs to grab one, including uh, kiddos who are old enough to write, and we'll pass out some writing utensils. And we're going to take time specifically to write these guys notes of encouragement. And so this half of the building will take Gary, and this half of the building will take Willie, and if we have time, we can switch. Um, but that will be our plan for our time together this evening, is to consider how can we give these guys a massive shot in the arm of encouragement how can we give God glory as we are participating uh, with them in the work? And then simultaneously, um, how can we equip each other and stir one another up to love and good works to not just passively say, hey, we support these guys, but to say, hey, we're involved, we know what's going on with them. So think just for a moment, like what is the biggest company that maybe you've ever worked for? Like, what's the maximum number of coworkers that you've ever had in your life? I worked for a financial services company that had like 6,000 employees and offices all across the country. So conceivably, you could go to Orlando or a small town in Louisiana or Texas or wherever and find a local office and plug in there and your computer would work on the Wi-Fi and say, oh, these people are similar to me. They're working towards the same goal. Maybe they even have some similar traits. Maybe they come from a similar background. Um, and it's cool because we're all pulling towards the same goal. Just with like 6,000 people, it's hard to keep track of who even are all of these people that I'm working alongside. If you think about God's kingdom and like churches across the globe, that principle is magnified 10, 15, 20 times over. Like, how big is God's family and God's kingdom? And so much more so, how much is it true that you could go to seemingly any corner of the world and find people who are pulling towards the same goal that you're pulling towards? They're reading from the same Bible. They are worshiping the same God. Um, they're trying to make the same impact in their communities. They have the same background as you because... They were sinners, and you were a sinner, and so you have that in common. Ideally, hopefully, you have the same traits as we're all working towards exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit. So, like, that commonality and that tightness and camaraderie transcends far beyond, like, a coworker relationship. Because if a coworker showed up and said, Hey, I actually work at the same company you work at. Could I sleep on your couch? Or could you send me some of your own earned money? Or would you take time and like counsel me through this big thing? You might do that individually because you follow Jesus and you want to show hospitality and kindness, but you'd be like, this guy doesn't really know what the word coworker means. Um, but that's so different, right, with partnership in the gospel that you could show up on somebody's doorstep or show up at a local assembly and say, hey, I'm a Christian and I'm a follower of Jesus and I'm in need of encouragement or support or I want to celebrate and rejoice with you or worship with you. 
And those people would say, like, you can stay at my house as long as you need to. How can we possibly help you? Like, there's that instant depth of bond. And we read about this um, at a couple different places in the New Testament. We study this in our class on prayer uh, in Colossians, how Paul had this great a struggle that he has for you and those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face. So there was this connectivity and like a severe, intense relationship and love that Paul had for people who he had never met face to face. We've been studying Philippians in the auditorium class on Sunday mornings and this phrase of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. So the beginning of Philippians talks about the partnership in the gospel and we read at the back end of Philippians that a major part of that is like financial contribution. Even maybe when nobody else was willing to, there was a financial component of we're supporting your needs. But do you think that that's the only way that the Philippians were partnered with Paul in the gospel? Is we just cut you a check every month or put some silver and gold coins into a money bag and send it with Epaphroditus? <laughs> like, likely, no. There is a relational component. There is a mutually reciprocated prayer and concern and care. And the depth of relationship achieved with Paul and these people is not a one-way street where Paul is like, I love you guys so much. And they say, what was your name again? It was Paul? No, like they knew him and they knew what was going on with him for them to really be able to be partners in the gospel. One of the men that we are partnered with at Woodland Hills is a man named Willisi Raphael, um, or Willie. And we support Willie financially, um, but specifically, there are opportunities for us to support Willie that go far beyond financial contribution, and we are majorly dropping the ball if we think that financial sponsorship is the full extent of our participation and partnership in his work. He sends out reports um, on a monthly or bi-monthly basis, and we're going to take the time to read his most recent report from July and August uh, of this year. We had our general elections last week on the 23rd of August in Zimbabwe. These elections were peaceful, unlike the previous ones. Some irregularities were found in the electoral system and processes, and the international observers are making their preliminary reports. The work of the Lord went on as planned. There were no major disturbances. I am so happy that the work at Mount Arthur was resuscitated. We had six baptisms as we began gathering again with the saints at this congregation this August. Five families were restored. The new work at Chipitiri continues to grow as well. Seven souls were saved. In July, we had preacher training classes with brothers Ken Craig and Brian Moody, both from the uh, Helena Church in Alabama. We also managed to visit the new churches I am working with. 
Oh, excuse me. My coworkers were also very busy as we helped each other with the teaching work in the nine churches we visit and labor with. In August, we had a two-day youth camp. Forty young persons attended this edifying class. Brothers Lovemore, uh, Ingorima, uh, Admire Makuwe, uh, Tichachona Mashaba, and Turai Mato- M- uh, Mabota and I took turns to teach. We also had a bonfire and lasted up until 12 midnight as the students asked many questions during a Q&A session. We didn't have enough time to preach in the homes and to do door knocking in the villages. The election campaigns were getting high and many meetings were being held in the villages. I managed to preach uh, to five of the nine congregations we are working with on some Sunday worship services. I did not manage to preach at Gondo Church and at Chimsoro in these two months. I preached at Chipitiri, Inslee, Savosve, Mount Arthur, and Kiti churches in the afternoon. My coworkers visited the other congregations in my, during my absence. The attendance was also good, although we had some interruption due to political party campaigns during the run-up and campaigning period. On Tuesday mornings, we had history and geography of the Bible classes with my Timothy class. Studies went on very well. We continued every Tuesday and Friday from 8 a.m. We also had lessons on the organization of the church and the, the focus of the work. I also explained to the students some of the differences of what the church can do and what the church can't do. I'm also teaching the young preachers on how to prepare and present sermons. Financial support for food, stationery, and materials are appreciated for this class of four men. Tuesday afternoons, we had Bible studies at Chihoro Church from 11 a.m. to 12 noon. We met in homes of Christians and at their meeting place under a big tree. They are considering, uh, or they are currently constructing a thatched shade. In the afternoons, we proceeded to Inslee for another Bible study. On Wednesdays, I did not manage to visit Gondo Church. However, Brother Webster was able to teach from 8 to 9.30 a.m. We also had Wednesday afternoon Bible classes at the Savosve Church from 12 to 2 p.m. and a Bible class on Zoom from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. with Brother Steve Walker. In August, Brother David Finley helped because Brother Walker was away. Thursday, we had some Bible studies in the afternoon at Warambwa Village in Chipitiri, and Friday mornings, we do geography and history of the Bible class. After these lessons, we go to Chimsoro Church from 11 to 12.30, and then at Kiti from 1 to 3. And then a couple other notes uh, on evangelism and help for the needy. The young preachers and I continued our door-to-door preaching efforts in the Chipitiri area. We also visited Mount Arthur. Sixty-four widows and orphans from seven churches I labor with received food uh, from the Kingston Springs Church. Financial support is still being sought for one of the young preachers I am working with. Brother Darlington Nahumbe is receiving $100 per month. He needs $150 more. We thank God Brother, uh, Brother Webster got support. 
I also thank God the monthly support of $190 that the Kingston Springs Church dropped was restored. God is good all the time. And then he goes on to list several of the different churches that are supporting him uh, and the monetary amounts that are associated with that. Um, what stuck out to me is that included in this list, in his report, are also uh, lines of anonymous sister. So there's somebody who's just on their own, anonymously saying, hey, hey Willie, I want to contribute to this. And um, some of these dollar amounts of contributions from anonymous individuals, because there's several, are $100, $60, $50 a month. So sometimes it doesn't necessarily take, hey, I have to have this massive amount and ability to contribute, um, but people are doing that on their own. In this report, he also contains some pictures of the work, which are really interesting. But as you think about that, um, just, just reading through this report at a high level, does it help you get a, a sense and a feel for what he's doing? My man is going to five of nine churches that he works with on a single Sunday. I get cotton mouth from talking for like the last 15 minutes. He's talking for five of, of nine churches. So specific things, not limited in any way, but some specific things that we can be praying for um, are the new Christians that have been baptized, the people who have been restored, uh, unity for all these different churches to continue working together, and things like uh, endurance and encouragement for him uh, because he's got a huge workload and a big travel schedule. Other things that we can do to support him and the men uh, that he's supporting uh, include like some financial support, some prayer, some of these encouraging notes we're going to do. Um, but also, one of the biggest ways we can support him is just regularly reading the reports that he sends and staying informed about it. That then becomes really easy, low-hanging fruit to say, here's a you know, three-sentence email reply of, man, that's so encouraging, or what about this, or hey, we're praying for you, something like that that makes it very accessible. Another man that we support is Gary Henry. Gary um, has been a gospel preacher for a long time, up until about 2013, was doing that vocationally. And then in 2013, shifted and started um, continuing to encourage God's people and share the gospel and um, get God's message out, but not through the lens of uh, preaching at a local work, but through the lens of like authoring literature. So he writes a blog uh, and he writes really, really, really excellent books and articles. And uh, those are all available on his website called wordpoints.com. And these books are very helpful from a few different perspectives. Um, you'll, you'll get a sense for what um, maybe they look like specifically through the lens of the September 2023 report, which just so happened to like really neatly fit the theme of our focus this evening. So this is his uh, monthly report that came out in September from Gary. Dear brethren, I appreciate the opportunity to communicate with you again and let you know how much I appreciate your support of the work I am involved in. As the summer winds down, I pray for a productive fall both for you and for me. I continue to press ahead with the writing of Walking in Christ, 
the sixth volume in the Word Points Daybook series. Uh, these Daybook series are like the way that he's written these books is kind of like a daily devotional where there's like a, a little bit that you read every day. Following obeying the gospel, which was about becoming a Christian, walking in Christ will discuss what life in Christ is like after we begin following him. As I have frequently said, obeying the gospel, the title of his book, is about our initial response to the gospel, and walking in Christ is about our ongoing response. It was a thrilling experience to write obeying the gospel, and walking in Christ has been thrilling for many of the same reasons. As I've been saying to you in the last couple of reports, I want to try to convey to you in a more specific way why I am so thankful for your financial support. To set the stage, let me tell you about two recent events. A few months ago, a very kind and thoughtful reader, previously unknown to me, sent me this note. Mr. Henry, after years of reading your emails and books, I want to let you know how much your writings have blessed me. I have a child with severe mental illness, and it causes my family much pain. But every morning, your writings give me hope and strength. I pray God blesses you so you can keep blessing others. And then this second uh, recent event. Just the other day, Gary writes, one of my doctors told me about a conversation he had had after my appointment with him six months ago. On that particular day, my doctor had an intern with him, a young man whom I had never met before. After I was gone, the intern confided to my doctor that he knew my work well and that several years ago, when he was in a very dark place emotionally, the books had been a tremendous help to him. When the intern said he had been too embarrassed to tell me, my doctor said, I'll tell him the next time I see him. The truth is, this kind of feedback is pretty rare for obscure writers like me. I told a publicist one time that I didn't want any publicity, and she said, you are weird. <laughs> when I write books and Amazon sends them who knows where, I do so in faith that God will get them into the hands of those who need them. But for the most part, this audience is invisible to me. And the other side of the story is this. This invisible audience will never get to meet my invisible supporters, the people without whose support they would never have gotten the help they received from these books. So I sit here in the middle of this process, wishing that my supporters could meet my readers and my readers my supporters. And this unique situation is why I love you so. Although most of those who profit from this work are people neither you nor I will never meet, you are still willing to give me a chance to influence them. He then goes on to say that he's got additional daily recordings of Obeying the Gospel, his most recent book, uploaded um, on a video platform, and you can continue to see the text and listen to the audio. He says, thanks again for your generosity in helping me do this work. Being associated with you is a blessing to me. And then he goes on to list some of his writing goals of, and, and specifically asks, pray with me that I will be given the ability to finish these works. A book called Walking in Christ that he aims to finish in November of 2025. And then Going Home, a book that he aims to finish in 2028. 
and then three more books, uh, Seeking God in the Psalms, a full-scale commentary on Ecclesiastes, and a book called Encountering Christ. So Gary is obviously very intentional and very measured as a man who's on the back nine of his life to like eke out every last chance that he possibly can get to get God's message out to as many people as he can get. And I thought it was incredibly cool to see that he has people that he's never met, that he doesn't know, who his doctor's intern is like, yeah, I read that guy's books, and they helped me out, right? Like, Gary is at a spot where he's got some ongoing health struggles that prevent him on a regular basis from really, like, preaching in a context like this where he would talk in front of people, Uh, but he's able to write, and he writes uh, a prolific amount, and his writing is really good. So ways that we can stay involved with him is sharing the content that he produces. Like if we're going to go so far as to support him in doing this, it's not very hard to like purchase those books or to share those books or to send links or daily little like snapshots of these things and share them with other people because if we're going to help him produce it and then we sit on it and we don't help him share the content, we're kind of missing, missing the boat. Uh, the other thing is to just similarly read his reports. Right? Like if we can read his reports and understand what's going on, we will be better positioned to help pray for him and to check in on him and give him the encouragement and support that a, a mutual partnership really deserves. So that, it, at a high level, is just a snapshot of Willie and of Gary. Now what we're going to do is specifically just pray for those men. And we've included Chad because Chad is... Uh, is going on Tuesday to Poland for three weeks. And that is another opportunity that we can partner with someone here from this local group to go to Christians on the other side of the world and receive encouragement and love and support and instruction. And it's really cool that we have uh, an ability to, to partner in that way because when Chad is going, it's not just Chad. It is a little piece of all of Woodland Hills and we can continue to encourage and, and be with those brethren in that way as well. Um, so let's say a quick prayer for these, these three men. God, we are grateful that you and your wisdom and immense power have the ability to, to plant people and churches to put aspects of your body in every part of the world. And we are so humbled to be a part of it to know that you have redeemed us from a dark, lost place and given us purpose and given us an opportunity to be co-workers with each other in the most important work we can be doing and to be co-workers with Jesus of sharing his light and his love and his message and that we can be the hands and feet of Christ is an incredible, incredible gift. We ask that we would be intentional and that we would be supportive, not just financially, although that is an important component, but in spirit, in your spirit and in uh, encouragement to people like Chad and Willie and Gary, that they would have boldness in doing the work that they're doing and that their message, which is your message, would fall on fertile hearts. 
We want the people who are hearing these messages, who are hearing your word, whether it's for the first time or for the hundredth time, to see it for what it is. And so we ask that you would fill them with a knowledge and a depth of wisdom and insight into your plan and your character and your purposes so that when they talk about you and when they share you, it's authentic and it's real and people can see it. They can see you for who you are and that they will want to come to you and they will want to serve you. We recognize that there's a lot of room for us to grow in our partnership and in our involvement and, and we're grateful for moments to reflect and to take stock and to participate and to be involved. Please guide our hearts and our hands as we write notes of encouragement to uh, these men that even though we, we may not have met them or seen them face to face ever or in quite a long time, that they would feel the mutual love and affection and encouragement that we aim to impart to them. And we hope that doing this will stir us up to have a heart for good works, that it would awaken in us a light bulb moment that we can understand that even though we're not there physically, like we are just as involved in the same global effort to spread your kingdom. Lord, we love you and we thank you for the fellowship that we share and the fellowship that we share with you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so what we're going to do with our last maybe 10 minutes or so is uh, take some pieces of paper. If I could get maybe a couple of people to help me pass these out, that'd be great. So if you're a kiddo, feel free to grab one of these as well. And then we've got pins if you need one and don't have one in front of you. We can kind of start these and pass them around if you need. And for the kids, we've got some crayons so we can use those. So we'll say that this side over here will write to Gary Henry, and this side over here will write to Willie. And feel free just as like some maybe food for thought on what we write to them. Feel free to mention some of the stuff that uh, feel free to mention some of the stuff we read in the reports. Talk with your neighbor if you need to and say, hey, what, what about this or what stuck out to you? Because we want to, to make these as impactful as possible. Uh, and then what we'll do collectively is gather these up at the end of this and uh, facilitate getting those to all these guys. We'll um, maybe do this for like the next 10 minutes. Got maybe another two or three minutes. If you haven't specifically included it, consider writing just a PS that says, We read your report out loud tonight. We prayed for you out loud tonight. 
and uh, we're going to continue to do so. Okay, we'll put a pause on maybe those specific letter writing efforts, at least just during our assembly at, the, at this moment. When you are done with those, we're going to just collect those up. The easiest way to do it, I think, is to say, hey, if you wrote a letter on this side, just come put it down over here after services, so that way you can have time to finish up. And if you wrote a letter on this side for Gary, just come please put it up here at the front. Um, that'll be the easiest way that we can just get all those in one place and collect those. Um, I hope that this has been thought-provoking for you and has been helpful in understanding that, just like Danny was talking about, like the spiritual battles that these men are engaged in and that our Christian brothers and sisters are engaged in may be far from us geographically, but they're not far from us spiritually. They're not far from us sentimentally or emotionally or even very practically because we can be partners with these guys and their work through prayer and through encouragement and through support. So much so that when you think about like the depth of love and affection that Paul writes to churches when we read in letters, could you kind of hear that a little bit in each of their reports and their tone of like, man, I'm excited about these things that are going on and Gary's words of you're, it's a blessing to be affiliated with you guys. I think that's it's really funny that he would write that to us because I think it's easy for us to feel like, well, no, you, you are to us. And so that component of partnership in the gospel, um, if we get it right, it brings glory to God and it, it gives a boost of encouragement to these guys. I really wish that we could include like some little like camera or like a Polaroid thing that would take a picture of them when they open it because like can you imagine just getting like 40 letters and some from little kids like that just say hey like we care about you and the work that you're doing and it's important and keep it up Uh, so it gives glory to God it encourages these men and then hopefully something like this equips us and teaches us this is how we can do things like this and that this effort doesn't have to be limited to a, a session like this we can do this all the time. That concludes kind of our focus for this evening. We'll have um, a closing song now or an invitation song. If there's a spiritual need that we can pray for you about, if there are uh, those in the audience that want to take this moment to respond to the gospel, we won't turn you away. That's awesome. But that was at all not necessarily like our immediate focus of the last 45 minutes. So um, let's, let's go ahead and stand and sing together.